Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. We've got another special sidebar series tonight. This is AV Foodies, AV Bites, and tonight we're talking pizza. Everybody loves pizza, and it's uh, it's summertime, so we're kind of taking that show outdoors. We've got a couple of great guests on tonight talking about the ovens that they built, the ovens that they bought, and the pizza that they make and enjoy. I've got the GDUG right here co-hosting with me once again. V, how you doing? I'm doing great. And for all you guys who don't know me, I'm the GDUG, freelance AV marketing professional, and one of the co-founders of the hashtag AV Foodies, along with Katie Bennett, of course. So today is one of my favorite topics, because even as a kid, I love pizza. It's like one of my first words, probably, if you ask my mom. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) And that is why we are gathered here today, for sure. (laughs) We've also got uh, a couple of of AV gentlemen along with us this evening, starting with uh, Mark Decker, sir. Introduce yourself, if you would. Hey, um, again, my name is Mark Decker. I'm a business marketing manager for Starin Marketing. Uh, We are a Midwich Group company. Um, I've been with them for about 11 years, um, and I uh, just help our vendors, and I help... uh, know our marketing department out so happy to be here i love 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 pizza and um, i'm very excited to uh talk about this topic talking about a little pie excellent excellent we've got another mark with us here this evening as well mr fielder sir introduce yourself yep it's mark fielder i have an independent manufacturing rep company based in northern california northern nevada and um i too am a pizza guy Love it since I can remember, and uh, decided to build an oven a number of years ago. Enjoy it tremendously. We used it a lot at our house. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hear all about that oven that you built. It, uh, we not only do you guys, you and Mark Decker, have Mark in common. You also have Forno Pizza ovens in common, which we only just found out about. And I think this is awesome. We're gonna talk about that here in a second. All right, our final guest, Mr. Keeler, Rob, sir, introduce yourself. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me on again. This is yeah. this is fun. I tell you, foods. Uh, Definitely uh, a great topic. But anyways, enough of that. Uh, I'm Robert Keeler. Uh, I am Senior Director of Sales, Sponsorships, and Partnerships at Cedia. So uh, my job is to uh, involve myself with this, create as much opportunity for both uh, for all of our members. That's vendors, distributors, reps, and integrators. But uh, the one thing that we do find is uh, there's a common bond over food. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And as you noted, you know, coming on again, uh, we have discussed this common bond of food uh, already on two of the three of these episodes. <laughs> okay. And, and yep. truth be told, you know, you, you should have you should have been there on the other one too. But uh, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got you got to you got to space them out a little bit. <laughs> you got to give me a little bit of breathing room. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But thanks for coming back, and for the rest of you guys for oh, joining us, Mark and Mark. This you. is your first time on Maybe Trade Talk, so welcome to the show. Yes. Yes. So, you know, just a little bit of background, and then we'll dive into the into, into the meat of this. Actually, though, tonight we're not really talking meat; we're just talking about meat as as a topping, not meat as a primary, which is a little bit of a dang, Vegeta. This is a, this is the first night we're not going to be focusing on meat. There is something other than meat in our lives. This is good. <laughs> Part of our lives, yes. Right now, <laughs> I think I'm still digesting from uh, from the giant steaks we had over the Fourth of July weekend. We talked about those on the, the last episode, which was grilling and chilling and all of that. Heard it, heard it yet. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, so pizza, 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 pizza. This is why we are here to tonight. Uh, v- Vegeta, you and I have, have definitely enjoyed a slice or 
many uh, at trade shows, those events where we all used to get together and see each other in person, uh, which we don't have right now. Uh, hence, hence the podcast. You know, I think it's, it's funny. We've been connecting about food over social media now for so long, but now it's, you know, I think it's kind of the, the celebration of food and um, kind of the, the genesis of this, this series on the podcast is the fact that so many people in our circle, respective circles, were learning to cook for the first time or were learning to, to, to bake or to make bread or, you know, trying out a new recipe or perhaps a, a different ethnic type meal. Or in some cases, some people completely gave up meat altogether and went down plant-based foods. And, you know, and so I, it was really interesting to watch. And all of this, of course, over kind of COVID and quarantine and, and what have you. And, and But what I saw was, it was sort of the story unfolding of, as an AV tweeps in the AV industry, all of a sudden technology was taking a little bit of a backseat and the kitchen was taking, <laughs> was taking a front seat, which, uh, which was just, it was cool to see. And so um, with that in mind, Vegeta and I got talking and we thought, you know, we just need to kind of take this to the airwaves and, and let's, let's talk to people and have them tell their stories about you know, what, what they're doing. So that's kind of the basis of, of the sidebar series, if you will, and, and the reason that we're doing it. And we've got a whole year's worth of shows planned about at this point, but um, I'll give you the pitch again at the end of the show. But if any of this inspires you as listeners, if there's a show that you're interested in or a particular food that you'd like to come on and talk about, and give us a shout on socials and uh, tell us all about it. And let's let's connect and talk about that. But without further ado, we're back to the the topic to sure is pizza. And as as we're getting underway, what you guys in Radio Land can't see is Rob is there. Uh, he's he's got, he's already making. This is an audio only show, but he's he, he's getting his dough going. He's he's trimming around the edges. It's this is going to be cool. So as we go through the show tonight, we'll check in with him as he's as he's going along, uh, and he'll tell you about uh, his process and what he what he's using to make his pizza, um, which we already know about. We'll tell you that. So, so Rob, uh, carry on, carry on, get your, get your dough going here. I'm going to check in with Mark and Mark, and then we're going to come back and you can kind of catch us up on what you're doing there. Uh, so Mark, let's see, Mark Decker, kick us off, sir. Um, tell us a little bit about your, <laughs> your relationship with pizza. <laughs> are you a deep dish? Are you a thin crust? Are you in New York? Are you a, you know, are you all of the above? What's, what's, what's it like for you? Um, well, I am from the Chicago area, but I'm not a um, deep dish style kind of guy. I, I've always liked thin crust, um, but I've also found a love for a Neapolitan style pizza. And uh, that type is a uh, cooked on a wood fired oven at 900 degrees um, and it cooks in less than 90 seconds. And I just found that to be so cool. I was at a restaurant once and I saw this oven in the middle of the restaurant and the pizza Iolas making the pizza. It was like an art form, you know, it was totally an art form. They were in the, they were the center of attention and I'm like, that is cool. And that started my, um, kind of my quest, if you will, to, uh, wood fire pizza and building my own oven. Excellent. Excellent. So you said that you're, you're a Chicago area guy. So I, there's a question that must be asked. I understand that it's, are you, are you Giordano's or are you, and I'm, of course now I'm forgetting what the name of the other one is, but it sort of defines who you are as a person. I, I understand, is this actually real or is this just hearsay? I think it's hearsay because I'm not oh. sure. <laughs> okay, 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 good Good to know. Then someone who was just messing with me before when they told me that was a thing. <laughs> Mark Fielder, how about you? I'm not really sure when I, when I became the pizza bug, but uh, I too am a Neapolitan style pizza guy. Um, I'm not a big fan of the really thick, heavy crusts that you get in Chicago. So um, I stick with Mark Decker on this one. That's the that's the better pizza, if you ask me. <laughs> but Perfect. I'm but I'm open minded. I'm You're open minded. You, you haven't completely written off the, the deeper no, deeper dish. No, yet. and I've made a deep dish pizza or two in my life, so it's uh -huh. it's still good. 
Okay. All this right. is, so is going to be a Neapolitan show. I have a feeling. I, I was just going to say because it certainly looks like uh, what what Rob's what Rob's going on. Uh, Vegeta, I'm going to ask you, and then Rob, we're going to swing over and have you tell us what you got going on there on your on your on your peel there. Uh, Vegeta, so what's your what's, what's your pizza relationship? Well, I mean, lately, I guess I'm on the same train as Mark and Mark, but before that, I really was into like a New York style pizza because I really like the ability to fold that big slice and then take a bite out of it. Just like sideways or something like that, and then they just make like a simple, you know, pepperoni or cheese or a sausage and mushroom or something like that. And I just really enjoy that. And on the deep dish, I've tried it once, but it's kind of awkward when you have to eat your pizza with a knife. So, sorry, Chicago style guys, I'm just not for it. I apologize. It's, it's the whole fork and knife and pizza thing. I know. It's, it's, it's fork and knife. I want to hold my pizza. I want to be able to like actually form it. I want to hold it. I want to embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> and fork and a knife just does not. And it interferes. It interferes. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. I agree. I love a deep dish pizza, but I think it's funny. I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think as I'm getting older, I'm just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't need that much bread in my life. I mean, no, let me just hold up. I need a lot of bread in my life. Bread and cheese. Are, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just want to be very clear on this. And, but as far as the the big thick crust on a on a pizza, I'm just I more appreciate the the cheese and the other things that go along with it. But uh, I, but I do still enjoy. I just I, I don't necessarily uh, migrate to that first and foremost. So, all right, Rob. So you know, remember here we're on Radio Land, so you're gonna have to be very uh, you're gonna have to be descriptive here. But you've uh, you've rolled out your dough. You uh, I have. Yeah, I but have. take I... take us back to the beginning and tell us what you did. So I'm going to tell you, so we do pizza nights on the regular, like, like, like there's a lot of nights at pizza night. And certainly with COVID, we, um, we got into every Friday night, it was pizza night. So literally we invite my sister-in-law, my son who doesn't live with us, who'd have, he'd have come over for, uh, for pizza. And, um, you know, we've, I mean, over the years we've done pizza multitude of ways and, you know, it's also funny. We we have this one pizza joint that uh, it's called Punch Pizza. It is it is a true Neapolitan style to the point where they send their managers to uh, to Italy to uh, train with uh, some pizzaioli. So um, it's it's a favorite place to the point when I go see, um, for example, Lance Anderson at Bit One. I always do it around lunchtime, and uh, there's usually multiple pizzas involved. You know, so. You know what better way to go see a client than with uh, with uh, Neapolitan pizza in hand? But uh, no, it's um, we do uh, Neapolitan is a good style. But I tell you, we um, we love them all. Um, deep dish. I uh, after the uh, CD Awards event um, in Chicago last year, I think we were there was a group of us started with my wife and my cousin eating ordering a pizza, but not realizing it takes like forty five minutes to uh, produce. Right, so. Of course, we showed up as the pizza was being delivered, kind of thing. And uh, but we love a we love a good Chicago deep dish. Um, I, I go to Lou Manali. Lou Manali. Ah, I'm having a that, that's the one, and that was the one I was forgetting. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, and so, uh, um, but usually if I'm downtown, I grab a grab a deep dish, and uh, and uh, um, but like them all, there's another one that. If, um, a Detroit style. Some friends of ours have turned on to a brand called Jet's Pizza, and um, I like those as well. Um, I never really got into the New York style myself, where you could fold it in half and carry it around. Although I'm going to tell you that is, I mean, 
I must be crazy not to like that because I mean, to grab a big giant slice of pizza, fold it in half. And you know, it's like, it's like walking with a burrito, you know, an Italian, Italian burrito. Right. So, um, but, uh, you know, I'm anxious to hear these guys talk about building their, uh, building their ovens because I, I was telling these guys before we have, my wife has a client that has one and it's as janky as it all is that I'll get out, but it produces great pizza. And, uh, um, but, um, yeah, I'm a big, you know, I'm a big fan of the Neapolitan style myself. So I've, uh, like I did this last one, I started preparing food, not realizing, yeah, probably not, not the easiest thing to talk and bake at the same time. I don't have the, the same skills that, uh, the guys on top chef or master chef have. Right. So, um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, um, a little different now. So, um, I've been doing more pizzas every Friday. I know now it's not Friday, but it's whatever. It's yeah. I think it still qualifies as day. I mean, I know things have changed a bit, but you know, it's it's just a day. Yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. You know? And it's summertime, so you know, eat pizza whenever you want. That's uh, I think so. So what well, do you what do you got there? So I am doing um, a riff on a um, Napoli style. So um, it is a Neapolitan style. A um, little bit of little bit of sauce. I love um, sausage and oregano. Um, so, um, for me, the spicier, the sausage, the better, or if it's got fennel in it. Um, but, um, I love that style, but we do it every, we do it all. Um, my wife loves a good veggie pizza. In fact, I had, a, um, you know, constructed not put so many veggies on there because they cook pretty fast as the other guys could tell you. So, um, um, but yeah, um, you know, got the peel loaded with the, uh, the ball bearings that is cornmeal to hopefully slide it off this, uh, dough's been proofing for a few days so uh it might uh this is a first for me i think it's a five-day proof it might be a little much we'll find out but um you know we typically uh you got pizza you got to plan ahead i mean there, you can yeah. do a pizza the same day but uh if you're going to do it you know I, I tend to cold proof it to, to let it ferment a little bit much better taste but anyway. yeah I love to hear what the guys have to say about their their ovens because I don't have the space for that. We'll talk about mine later, but I don't have the space for a a large pizza oven. But I guarantee you, if I had one, I'd I'd build one for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, so as you need to progress and put that bad boy in in your oven, just uh, take us us along. (laughs) I'll (laughs) I'll follow cues and and bring you in and and have us catch us up there. Mark and Mark, swinging over to you guys with a quick – a, a, a quick uh, a prelude here. So, uh, Mark Decker and Mark Fielder, for those of, those of you who are listening, um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, little did we know when we were putting this show together that that both of our other guests would be named Mark, and that both of them uh, would be uh, Forno Pizza Oven uh, disciples, if you will. And for those of you who aren't aware of Forno, go check them out right now. Oh, write it down and go check them out later because you want to keep listening to the show. Um, but Forno Bravo, amazing. There's a great community, and Mark and Mark are going to talk to you. Tell us all about it here so uh mark decker i'll let you uh, kick us off here a little bit first get you tell us a little bit about the background and sort of what what led you to forno and and then ultimately what uh now what you have in your yard <laughs> well it's it's interesting um i wanted to uh uh do a side business um and go to farmers markets and kind of make pizza there and maybe hire some people and have them do it and um so i was interested in purchasing a uh, oven on a trailer. So I went to Colorado and I took a c- course on how to run a business and how to cook in an oven and all that good stuff, which led me to Forno Bravo. 
Um, I also met some really cool people there. Um, one person was Peter Reinhardt. He's a um, an author of the Bread ba- uh, the Bread Baker's Apprentice, which is an awesome book on dough. Um, I actually uh, use his method for when I use when I make my uh, dough. I use pineapple for my starter, and that really gives me a good ferment for that for my uh, for my dough. Mm. Um, also, um, um, so. When I looked into it further, I came back to the Midwest and I talked to some people um, and found out that uh, there are so many health um, restrictions and codes and things like that, which it just didn't make. It was just too much trouble. So I said, oh, I'll just build one in my backyard. And that's kind of where I, um, I I went on to the Forno Bravo site, downloaded their plans. Um, it's like a. 76 page binder or you know pages i put into a binder and did step one step two and um it took it took me about a year and a half to almost two years just working on and off on weekends with my father-in-law and but i had a great time building it and it was a really really great experience and i really um the satisfaction i get just from cooking in it and um the things i can create in it so i just think it's really cool yeah yeah, and the side. I mean, so I was curious how big that manual was. <laughs> Very detailed. Mark, um, is, Mark Fielder, Mark number two. Yeah. <laughs> the other Mark, I don't know, Mark Fielder. <laughs> so Mark two, Mark two. Tell us your story. <laughs> How'd you find Forno Bravo, and uh, and what'd you do? Um, well, I, you know, I was I was researching, you know, plans to make a pizza oven or how you'd make a pizza oven. I, I had, I have some room in my yard. I thought it'd be fun to build. And I looked at lots and lots of plans. And when I read about the Forno Bravo, they said that they were modeling it directly after wood fired pizza ovens in Italy from Naples. And um, this is how they do it there. And I thought, well, authentic sounds like the right method to build one. Um, I too, with Mark Decker took me about a year and a half. Um, it's hard work. There's lots of concrete and cement and bricks and cutting bricks. And, you know, you're good for about an hour a day and then you got to move on. It's hard. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's, it's turned into, uh, you know, it started off as sort of a whim. And then since then it's become sort of, uh, the place to be. If, if, if the doghouse pizza cooking is going on, people from all over town come running over to grab doghouse pizza. So it's, uh, it's becoming famous in Reno, at least. That's where we go. Well, I've heard all family loves it. The kids yeah. love it. You know, I, I have to, I have to, uh, I have to put on a pizza party Friday night. Matter of fact, my daughter graduates from high school and she immediately said, you've got to cook pizza. Of course. I said, but we can't really have any friends visiting. We've got COVID. She says, so you're going to cook pizza. <laughs> And I said, yes. So, <laughs> That's why she yeah. didn't even bother to ask you if her friends could come over. She's like, yeah, it's just, I just want pizza. <laughs> just, I just want pizza. And I'm like, okay. So it's just, that's, that's how it is around our house. But you know, I, that's, that is really cool. And, and Rob Keeler mentioned the same thing that it's now, you know, his sort of family structure is circ- <laughs> family life is structured around the, the pizza uh, event. And I think, you know, it's, that's, that's cool. I mean, you kind of had to talk to Tuesday yeah, going that's, for a million that's years. very much it now. That's yeah. uh, you know, all the family events usually revolve around cooking pizza now. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and on the build side too, I don't, uh, Mark Decker, uh, some of the photos that you showed of, uh, when you guys were building. So <laughs> you guys, again, listening in, you don't get the benefit of seeing the, seeing the images, but there's a, there's a build photo in process and there's, there's the pizza oven. And, and if you kind of picture what these are, you can there, take a look on the site and you'll see them later, but you know, cinder blocks, uh, brick and you know, plaster and all of that. And it's like, it's, it's a solid, it's a solid thing. So you've got the, the dome top and out of the dome top are just these two little legs sticking out. <laughs> and Mark is overseeing these two, two little legs. So Mark, tell the story on that. Who was your helper? <laughs> uh, my uh, father-in-law, he was in the uh, blast furnace industry for um, most of his life um, working life. And um, so he's, uh, he's about, he was about 76 then and he wanted to oversee the project and I'm like, so I did all the work. He kind of oversaw me, but um, I asked, I was trying to get into my oven to clean the inside. And he's like, well, let me look. I want to do it. I want to try it. So it was a great photo op. And, uh, you know, it was, you'll just have to see the photos. It, yeah. it's, it was a great photo. It is. It's just, it's, it's just classic. And it, but I it just, I also, you know, I, I'm a sentimental gal. And I just enjoyed and appreciated the fact that you and your dad were, were working on this and you know, that he's the one that's inside. <laughs> I'm a little bigger guy. And, yeah. you know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Everyone, everyone, you know, in their lane. So <laughs> well done. Well done. So, so I kind of, I, I just sort of jumped in and explained the construction of these things, but please back up and do, do that proper justice. And I'll let you guys kind of duke out how, how that goes. But, um, so you go on the site, you get your plans, you, what is, what's that kind of look like from there? I'll start off if you don't mind, Mark. Um, it was Please. a lot of convincing my wife, um, but once she approved the spot for it, um, it was planning of the, the base, the foundation for this oven, because it's a very heavy oven. Um, and I had to build it up with uh, just cinder blocks for the base. And then I had to actually source fire bricks. These are special bricks that you just can't, you know, they have to handle over a thousand degrees of heat. And also I had to find the um, mortar, the fire brick mortar that went in between the bricks as well. So it just, a lot of, you know, every time I turn the page of my guide, I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta, I gotta go find the source of this material. I gotta source that. <laughs> and um, it was, so it was a lot of hunting and pecking and, um, but I'll, I'll take, I'll let you go, Mark. I, but it was just so fun. <laughs> Well, mine was mine was much the same way. I mean, you started off. I started off with a, a concrete base, but that means I had to dig out a spot. I don't know; it's probably eight feet by eight feet, and pour a concrete foundation because, as Mark said, they are really heavy. And then you build up a a cinder block building almost for it, and um, fill that full of concrete too, and then pour a concrete slab on top of that, and that's just the foundation of where the pizza oven is. And so, you know, you're you're into it a month or two, and all you've got is a concrete block so far. And uh, it's a lot of work after that. Um, I think in terms of high-temperature mortar, I um, there's a recipe in the guide on how to make it yourself. That's the one I chose to do. I, I made my own high-temperature mortar, and I couldn't begin to tell you how I did it. Certain combination of sand, lime, and, and Portland cement. All things that are really good for your for your lungs. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, you were wearing lungs. a respirator. Uh, <laughs> and at the end of the day, your hands look like you know meat hooks. They're just yeah. scratched and torn, and 
But that's, yeah, that's that's the good stuff. That's when you know that's you the good stuff. right. I mean, it's yeah. like like you know, those are the projects where you're like, this is going to be so worth it. <laughs> My hands can prove that it's really it's really worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once you get the uh, the base for the before you even put the floor on for the pizza oven, you have to make another layer of a cement. Per, uh, I made it out of cement and uh, perlite. It's a kind of a gardening. It's this, like these little beads. Um, I don't know how to explain them. But um, they're the white little styrofoam looking bits that yes. are in your potting soil. Yeah. <laughs> I use I vermiculite in Portland cement to build that okay. insulating layer. Yeah. And there is a ratio and I forgot the ratio. It's like eight to one or something of perlite to cement or whatever. And it was so light and it just it kind of helps. Uh, so your pizza oven is at a heat sink and all the heat doesn't go into your base. So it's kind of an insulator, I, um, I would say. But um, I just—it <laughs> it was a learning process. I'm like, really? And uh, people—it was all these debates on should I use that or some different materials. And I had to buy a, um, ins- a an actual um, insulation blanket to go over the oven, three layers, um, so the heat doesn't—it wouldn't escape from the outside. And uh, to this day, my oven, once I take the fire out, out and I close it up. Um, it stays to about about 500 degrees for about five days afterwards. So it retains heat. And um, so my wife and I, we make stews and chili and all kinds of things overnight. And we just throw it in there and get up the next morning and you take it out. And so. Oh, man. Use up energy, you know. That's like the best part of that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, yeah, that, see, this, this is interesting. So it's a lot, a lot of the same materials that go into a kiln. We have a, a friends here in Red Lodge who have a clay center a, a studio and a gallery. Um, we've got down to watch the wood firings. And it's funny, it's just like, they're just giant pizza ovens. And come to find out that that's, now they have a wonderful pizza oven at their house. <laughs> so you think all the, the same breaks, the same order, the, you know, it's all, all the yep. same process. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on the, I'm on the Forno Bravo site. So for those of you guys, you guys and gals listening in fornobravo.com and this is the, the Forno oven that Mark and Mark, uh, are, or the Forno Bravo oven that Mark and Mark have been talking about. So guys real quick, which, uh, which of the kits did you, there's a bunch of them. So, well, it, it's, it's, it's called the Pompeii and it's okay. a DIY um, oven. So it's not one of their ovens. It's a, um, you actually build it brick by brick instead of their pre, they make precast ovens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I see it as a, yep. So it's all the way down the bottom. If you're, if you're following along, it's just scroll down to the bottom. You'll see the Pompeii DIY brick oven. Super cool. That's it, it. Does, does look just like Pompeii. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, uh, we're going to put you guys on, 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 uh, on pause here for a sec. Rob, uh, sling over to you. Now you're at the, I, I kind of want to say the other opposite. end of the spectrum, but but yeah. probably not. Just a just a completely different uh, pizza environment for you. So tell tell your story a little bit. So to kind of go back, when we do family pizza nights, it's always in the oven. So you know, if you're making pizza, you know, you could add some olive oil, you can add some sugar to kind of get it to you know get the crust where you want it to be. Um, but like these, like the other guys, like Mark, Mark, you know, Mark squared, you know, they, you need that high temperature and oven's going to get what five, five fifty at the most, you know? And, uh, you know, even when you, you go, go buy like a, you know, a Papa Murphy's or some other pizza, you know, you're reheating it four and a quarter, four fifty, but it's not going to give you the, the heat that you really need to cook these Neapolitan style pizzas. So I had come across a couple of years ago, 
um, the Uni Pizza Oven, O-O-N-I. Um, they started out and they still do a lot of their business via like Kickstarter type stuff, that style, um, which is funny because they've been around for five plus years and uh, they still use that Kickstarter method to, uh, to pre-sell some of their stuff. Um, but they're based out of Europe and um, basically you can either get um, a propane powered or a wood powered. Um, they've got a couple, they've got a new one with using the pellets that's popular with like the pellet smokers like Traeger and, and Rectech and some of these others. But um, I chose the propane powered one um, for a couple of reasons. Now you have to understand, I spend most of my time on the barbecue side of things. So, you know, I've got four, four different types of grills and uh, you know, I mean, I would love nothing more to have a large scale pizza oven like those guys do, but that's just not, that's just not in, in the cards. So when I came across Dooney, I, I, I hemmed and hawed, you know, thinking, oh, okay, I'll get, I'll get it. But then my wife and I were talking, we get back to going to our, our favorite, you know, pizza place. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a, you know, large Neapolitan dome wood fired, you know, pizza oven. And, um, so, um, you know, this, this, this spring during COVID, I've been like many people, it's, I'm also at a point in my life where I really need to sell stuff to buy stuff. I, you know, like most of us, we've accumulated uh, a couple things. So, uh, lo and behold, eBay kind of, uh, took care of that. And, uh, next thing you know, I'm like, you know, not only do I have a new smoker, do I have a new grill? I've got new deck and new, you know, I've got stuff set aside for a new outdoor kitchen construction, you know? I didn't realize the limit our stainless steel doors were so pricey. Actually, not the doors, but the drawers. But um, anyways, um, the Uni Pizza Oven hits the spot, and they've got a nice little community. Um, the uh, the founder does a bunch of uh, YouTube videos, especially you know hype videos and talking about it. They always bring people on for recipes and stuff like that. And uh, you know it, it um, you know being propane propane powered. Um, you know, was a, was a choice I made. I was thinking, should I go with wood? Cause I tend to do wood fired everything, I mean, barbecue, you know, grills, you know, things like that. So, you know, wood based stuff. So, um, you know, in fact, when we were camping this last week, I cooked our steaks over wood, you know, rather than charcoal. Right. So, um, so it was really a painful decision to get propane, but it was easy. And, and that's the, that's the opposite end of the spectrum is that I fired up. 30 to 45 minutes later, it's ready to go. And um, the hardest part that I've realized, I've got to have multiple peels to keep, you know, if I have more than four or five people at the house, you know, then I've got to have a production method. And because uh, it, it doesn't take long, it takes longer to assemble your pizza than to cook your pizza. Um, but um, I will tell you, it's, uh, um, you know, I feel bad for Punch Pizza because uh, we'll be going there less, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's so many, I mean, we did, you know, pepperoni sausage, we do barbecue chicken, my wife does a veggie, we're looking at some desserts, you know, that kind of stuff. So, uh, um, you know, we like to be outside. Of course, right now there's a lawnmower going, so that's why I'm back inside. So, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, but, it, it seems to always be the case. If you want a leaf blower or a lawnmower to come out, just uh, get on Oh, yeah, podcast. have a podcast. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, but no, back to the uni, it's, it's got a great sense of community. Um, you know, they're, I, I gotta believe they're killing it up in the sales game, especially right now. You know, I mean, it was, I think it was 300 bucks to start. You get, I've got the small 12 inch one. Cause I don't, we don't, everybody likes their own pizza. I mean, 
here's the easiest way to divide the Keeler family is, is pizza night. Everybody in the family has a different love for the pizza. So, you know, I like, I like sausage and, and, uh, and oregano. My daughter likes uh, a lot of pepperoni. Um, my son just goes with whatever. And my wife likes her veggies, you know? So, uh, um, We've, it makes it easy to do. Everybody's everybody's gotten adept at rolling out the, you know, or, or uh, making up the dough. And um, I usually I gotta think about it ahead of time. So, like for today, I made the dough Monday night, you know. So, um, um, although I've got some from last Friday, so um, it's been uh, it's been fermenting for a while, shall we say? So I'm anxious <laughs> to try that out. Um, See if it's got any life left in it. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it did. It did proof up pretty good when I pulled them out of the uh, out of the fridge. Uh, uh, let's just say there's a there's a couple that um, that I put too much yeast in, um, and that's actually that's been the fun part is experimenting because I still consider myself a neophyte. I mean, God, we've been eating pizza for how many years now? But uh, you know, there's so many different types of recipes. I love I love uh, uh, comparing like different hydration rates. You know, like Neapolitan, you know, it's anywhere between 60, 65 percent. Um, uh, water to flour and so we kind of experiment a little bit we have some taste tests or like all right this one was ferment this was three hours this one's a day this one's three days you know and uh, you know so we you have to understand too uh, you know i've always been involved with food in fact in my college days my my roommate was um, uh cook for julia child i had one that cooked for ronald reagan i had uh, one as the executive chef of that come up or was the culinary institute uh, of uh, Napa as executive chef. So, you know, here I am, I'm doing barbecue and pizza and these guys are cooking some fine food. You know, <laughs> I feel kind of less than just the same though. I mean, you know, I can't remember as, uh, you know, as, uh, as Fielder put it, you know, the, the daughter, you know, daughter, the kids, like, uh, you know, you know, I'm serving up pizza for, for more than just my family at this point in time, you know, and uh, to the point where like, do I need to buy pizza boxes? You know? <laughs> so, so I need to ask Mark, Mark, do you guys get to the point where you guys have bought boxes for pizza too? You know, <laughs> does it get to I that point? Not, but I've been asked many times, hey, right? can we take one home with us? And then uh, I've always said, no, that's for me. So, so, so I got to ask. So, so again, you got to plan ahead. So I always, I always do two extra dough balls when I'm cooking. Do you guys do extras too? And how many? Um, I usually do a little bit of extra and it freezes pretty well, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can freeze it. Um, usually only once. I've actually tried to freeze it, thaw it and freeze it. That doesn't work. That turns into a big blob of nothing. But yeah. Freezing it at once will work pretty well. Yeah. And yes, I, I, I usually make extra. The first time I uh, made dough, I was so excited. Um, I had a, a party for the first time. I kind of got the oven going and I got a five gallon bucket. And I and I'm like I want to make a lot of dough. And wow, that's a lot of dough. That's a lot, a lot of dough. dough. <laughs> well, and I doubled the recipe or tripled it or you know, and before you know it, the dough was coming out of the bucket all mm -hmm. over the floor. And like kind of like my okay. beer fermentation days. Yeah, I was just gonna say, it's just like barfing out over the bucket top. <laughs> so uh, I kind of learned my lesson and kind of uh, kind of got more uh, in tuned on how to make dough and. Uh, and just reading, you know, guides and talking to people. And so, and uh, using, you know, for the pizza oven, I use a triple dot uh, dough and a from Italy. And, um, and I, I try to do a hydration. I have a scale that does all that uh, helps mm -hmm. me out. 
And, but I'm always, I'm still learning. It's like, I, I seem never to get it <laughs> exactly right. So, but it's, it's always fun trying. And I always, you bring up, you bring up a good point because um, people use, this is where, when I started baking years ago, I realized that a scale is more important than a measuring cup because you can, you can pack, like when someone asks for like per packed flour, packed brown sugar, you know, that's, it's a cup, but how, I can change the weight dramatically. And, uh, you know, that's where a scale really comes into play is, uh, it's playing with your, your water to, uh, salt and yeast. And I mean, it, and that's the thing. It's kind of like pizza's almost like beer. There's really could only be what four ingredients. You got flour and, and you brought up a good point, Mark, zero, zero flour is the best. And that's the hardest to find. I, I, there's a restaurant depot near me that is 29 bucks for a 55 pound bag, but they have yet to keep it back in stock. They like sold out. And now, now I'm paying rather than like, like three cents an hour, like 32 cents an ounce. I'm dying because, you know, uh, anyway, but, uh, there's a lot you can do. In different types of I'm buying double lot pizza on too. Amazon. It's, uh, it's been really how much, how much <laughs> uh, I buy 10 pounds at a time. And I don't, okay. I don't look at the price. I just close my eyes. And <laughs> that, that's probably a good cart. thing to do. That's a good thing. Add the cart, please. And Whole Foods. Yeah. If you, I don't know if you have a Whole Foods in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. but they also carry double lot flour. Yeah. But you got to buy little bags. And so I go in there and I, you know, I buy ten little bags, and people look at me so strangely in the, you know, in the checkout counter, like I'm yeah. hoarding yeah, right? something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you don't understand. One little bag like this does make not two make a pizza party. I'm not hoarding. No. I promise. I promise. I'm not. No. Right. Well, especially, especially when the flour is still like, like there was a while, there's a period of time where, you know, flour, you can only buy two at a time because of COVID, right? Well, Mark's right. You know, if you have a pizza party, you're like, okay, so um, I literally have, have bought two and then sent my daughter in for another two. <laughs> No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> put the put the uh, put the kids to good use there. <laughs> yeah, anyway, go uh, and get your own flour, and then come back, and I'll make you pizza. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. I know we're not getting into recipes yet, but for Mark and and I'll Robert, there, one of the things I've done is um, as a fun recipe change, I've added rye flour, mm. like maybe four to one kind of a ratio. One being the rye flour, by the way. Yeah, yeah, because it's pretty strong. It's like smoke. It's, it's really like strong. Whiskey. But it, uh, it, it makes the flour much more interesting. It's really good. And I pulled that out of a recipe book somewhere. We tried it once, and now it's sort of the staple. They, everybody makes sure that I put a little rye flour in there. Oh yeah. No, see that's yeah, that's right totally out. cool. Yeah, that's totally cool. So let yeah, so let's uh let's change it up and let's, uh, throw some of your tricks uh, tricks out there. And Pajita definitely uh, j- jump in at any. Any point. Um, so we've got Mark Fielder with rye flour going into into his. Uh, what, what else you got, guys? I um, tend to use a little beer in mine. Mm. It's not right, but uh, I'm always experimenting with different tastes and different um, textures and um, different flowers as well. So it's always um, for me. It's 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 about experiment. Um, there's a you know, there's a kind of a school which says you can only use uh, yeast, water, and uh, flour. But um, I'm like, eh, I always like to just change up a little bit more and see what I can do. Try to make things better or tastier. Well, it's your oven. You can do what you want. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob, what's, uh, you got a couple of tricks up your sleeve. I know you do. Yeah. So again, so if you're, if you don't have a pizza oven that gets above 500, add like a tablespoon of um, sugar 
and uh, maybe another tablespoon of olive oil um, into the mix. Um, the other thing too is, um, especially nowadays, just make sure your yeast is alive. Um, you know, so um, I've, I have done dough so many different ways. Um, and, and like Fielder, I've done rye with my sourdough um, and that he's right on that. It kind of gives a little extra, extra taste to it. It's uh, pretty cool. Um, it's definitely different. Um, you know, uh, if it's, I, I definitely, the best thing you probably can do, my advice is buy a scale and, uh, you know, experiment with hydration rates. Um, there's a couple great apps that are out there. Um, and, you know, go for different, try different styles. You know, like I've, I, I think last, this last month, I, um, I said I was going to order a, a, a Detroit uh, pan and, um, I've got it, but I haven't, uh, I haven't made a Detroit pizza yet with it because, uh, um, just haven't had the time, but, um, um, experiment, you know, figure out what you like. And, and that's the best part. It's like, especially when you do it, make enough and try it a little different. Um, you know, so you can have like a tasting party, if you will say, Hey, which one did you like best? You know, that's, that's probably another good one too, because, uh, different people like different things. And, and, you know, to be honest, I mean, like Mark and Mark, you know, I probably cater to my family or my friends more than I do something for me, you know, you know, so it's like they're over and I'm like, you know, let's try this. And then, all right. So now I remember what you're going to like. So, you know, I, you know, I have a, I have a feeling after this, if I turn this, if I share this on Facebook and a couple of friends listen, they're going to be like, where's my pizza? Cause I know they've already started asking, you know, so. <laughs> that, um, is, that is the unfortunate byproduct of doing these shows. <laughs> oh God. I have no idea. Between my barbecue rub and stuff, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous, but it's fun. I mean, you know, to be honest, I, I'm looking to do something next year. Um, you know, with Cedia's blessing that uh, is along these along these lines. You know, um, I know most of this audience is probably going to be Cedia based, given ADP foodies. You know, hashtag ADP foodies. But um, yeah, have fun with it, and you know what? Just know you're going to make mistakes. I think I was a couple pieces in, and I inadvertently made a calzone. You know, or 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 my I kind of. <laughs> you know, or, or another one where my wife, I try to launch um, um, my wife's pizza into the oven and it's stuck. And I'm like, what the heck? And I go, because I, there's just enough flour, the, the, you know, using semolina or um, cornmeal um, and flour on the peel kind of acts like ball bearings is the best way to describe it. It didn't go. And my wife's like, oh, I just, it was really quick. And then my sister-in-law outed her, you know, it's like, no, she pressed down on the dough. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know, but, um, uh, I don't know. It's from a recipe standpoint, there's, there's all sorts. Um, there's one, um, there's a Roberta's pizza in Brooklyn that's famous. Um, she's, uh, um, you know, that I think my next text on my trip is going to have to involve Roberta's pizza, but she does like half zero zero flour and half all purpose flour. Um, and I want to say she puts in a little bit of, um, olive oil. Um, and it, and, and, that's good for a reason. It really tastes great. Um, I've also done where I've dropped in some like rosemary or oregano into the dough. Eh, I wasn't a fan of that. I'd rather, I'd rather have my neighbor, my neighbor, you know, every once in a while text me. It's like, Hey, do you need some more herbs? I'm like, absolutely. And next thing you know, I, I, I feel like, uh, shall we say unsavory, uh, dealer, dealer going on, but it's, uh, it is rosemary. It is oregano. 
<laughs> you know, it, it <laughs> back is to time. rosemary and oregano can <laughs> seem rather questionable <laughs> when passed in dark yeah. alleys in the middle of the night rob <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but um you know i guess you know like everything cooking you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna have fun doing it share it you know it's uh you know you usually serve up a cocktail when we do it you know like today you know making making mojitos um you know might be sangria one night you know but uh um you know, I guess all said and done, you know, food's fun. I, I eat for taste. I don't eat for fuel, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, my weight suggests that I do eat for taste. Um, <laughs> but just the same, you know. Um, and I, I I can't remember which Mark said it, but, you know, there's really only just a couple ingredients that go into pizza. So if it, if it, if it tastes like crap, it's because you probably put some, not a good combination of stuff together, you know. Quite honestly, I mean, yeah, that's right. I don't know how you feel about pineapple on pizza, but uh, just the same. <laughs> no. No. One thing, Rob, that I ran into one time is I I tried the cornmeal, but on the really really hot ovens like Mark Decker and I play with, the cornmeal turned into sort of this black tar. And, yeah, um, no. And yeah. Um, that took days to clean out of the oven, so okay. um, I steer away from cornmeal as a as a whatever you want to call it, ball bearings. They just use a little flour. Yep. So, so Mark brings up a good point. So for those out here listening, if you're, if you're launching a pizza and you end up putting a lot of flour on the peel, that's, that gets burnt. You want the black, you want the black spots on the pizza to come from the oven cooking the dough, not from overcooking the, the, um, um, the flour. Cause that'll leave a nasty taste in your mouth. if You got too much flour. So, um, um, you know, I'd say if you put a pizza dough on the on the peel, be quick with your sauce and putting it together so it doesn't soak through. Yep. I find if you do make that mistake, um, you just take your coals and you put it right over it and let it sit for about five minutes. Then you push them aside and clean. It's a self cleaning oven. So. <laughs> yeah. at, at a thousand degrees, it is. It is. It, is. <laughs> it does clean. It cleans up real well that way. Right. <laughs> yeah. In fact, on the uni, there's this. There's a pizza stone in there, and they recommend that you just turn it over, and it'll be clean. And I'll be damned if I turn it over; it's like completely crusted and charred. And I flip it over, and by the end of the next cook, I pull it out; it's clean. I mean, yep. I, I'm like, wow! I, it, it, I mean, obviously, heat takes care of it. So, um, I don't know. The next, the next gadget I'm looking actually instead of a pizza stone is a pizza seal. Um, especially if you're doing production because the steel holds the heat quicker than a piece of stone. The stone, the stone dissipates the heat, you know, when, you know, if you've got a pizza on it, so steel will hold the heat, um, quicker, just doesn't hold it as long. I've never so, heard of that's the next of steel. That's interesting. Nora, I can back up here for a second. Cause I, I learned several new things tonight, but Detroit style pizza, I did not know actually was a thing, but Rob, um, going back to, uh, San Diego days, uh, square pan mm -hmm. pizza. I, I did not oh, know yeah. that square pan pizza. Yep. I it was Detroit style pizza, so I, mm -hmm. I, I knew it. Yep. I just didn't know it. <laughs> you got what? Detroit, Sicilian, deep dish, New York, New Haven. Uh, yeah, it's, New, ha it's New Haven has its own. Yep. Yeah. Which is what? It's it's called New Haven style. Um, in fact, it was my trip before COVID was to go to New Haven and try their uh, the pizza out there. It's supposed to be really really good. It's 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 uh, cooked in a coal fire oven, uh, mm -hmm. um, not a wood fire oven. So it's going to give it a higher heat, but a drier heat. Oh, um, so 
yeah, there's a place called Sally's, Pepe's, and others that are out there. And um, I think I've heard of Pepe's, cool yeah. fire ovens. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one of my trips, and also to New York to try uh, do a pizza tour, but it didn't happen. So, so Katie, you'll be you'll be disappointed to hear you'll be disappointed to hear this because ISC is no longer in Amsterdam. Yeah, um, I am but, disappointed. Um, I know. So I, we found two pizza joints, um, one in France and one in uh, one in Paris and one in Amsterdam, that rocked our world. Uh, I'm not. I'm not kidding. We had the one in the one in Amsterdam. Um, it. Um, I mean, I, I've got to find. I'm going to have to find the name because I need to name drop them. I mean, it was that good. And the one in. Um, uh, uh, oops, did I lose you? Nope. The one in the, the one in Paris, um, it was a, um, had a black, um, crust to it. Actually, so did the Amsterdam one, but they had like truffle oil. Um, and I'm telling you, it was, we went there for our anniversary meal, our 25th. I mean, now Brown, we celebrated 26th, but a year late, but it was our anniversary dinner and we had pizza. And I'm, I'm not lying. If I go upstairs and talk to my wife right now and say, what was your favorite pizza in the world? She will tell you that it was that pizza. Um, it's just, uh, it blew my mind. And to the point where I'm like texting, I'm like, how do you do, you know, a, get a charcoal, it's basically activate a charcoal to give you a black crust. So that's, yeah. that's on my short list of things to try. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. See, so now you're going to you're gonna have to try to uh, mimic that recipe. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's report back accordingly on that. We'll do. <laughs> we, we gave uh, Mark Okern on our, on our last recording. Uh, he was, oh, you'll appreciate this. So a little bit of a drop for one of the other shows. So we did a grilling and chilling for the summer show and Mark Okern came up. And at the end he asked, you know, so spritzing um, for you barbecue fans for you being a mm-hmm. barbecue guy. And he's like, I, you know, it's, this is a controversial topic, so I don't want to go into it. But he goes, has anybody tried spritzing with bourbon? Mm-hmm. Uh, to which you're like, uh, no, but that sounds really good. So he's off on a 45, he's got a 45 day window to report back accordingly on his, uh, I'm going to mess up the name, Lagavulin. Lagunitas? Oh, Lagunitas. you got to pick me up on that. Um, I might actually have a bottle up here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I know I have a bottle somewhere. I, I, yeah. I, I knew I could count on both of you. But so he's going to go back and he's going to be spritzing with that and, and trying to come up with some cool uh, recipes and tricks and he'll, he'll report back in August. So, so. so I know I know this isn't pizza, but over the weekend I, I did make the McRobs and when I wrapped the ribs, I did drop in a... Um, a shot of uh, bourbon. Ah, uh, nice, nice. In your yeah. okay, your McRobs. So we did, did see the photos and and uh, yeah. So yeah. quick, quick, quick stop here and just you know check in with the with the AV foodies. And the reason that we're all here tonight is our love of food, but it's also because we're all part of this hashtag AV foodies, um, mm-hmm. which oftentimes is just a posting of a of something we're making somewhere we're we're so well previously we used to travel where we've been and have great food, your recipe and that kind of thing. So um, you know if you're if you're new to the AV foodie circle, definitely. Uh, follow and contribute because that's 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 uh, that's how these conversations are coming together and it's so much fun. Um, as you heard here tonight, and we've got we, we've got some pizza rock stars, but we also have a lot of bread baking rock stars out there in the community, and that will be a future show as well. I cannot believe how many people are baking bread, and I what I love about it as a woman is it's the majority that I see are men, and you guys are out there just crushing it with your bread, and I just think this is so cool. <laughs> so cool so we'll talk about that on on, a, on another show but uh we, we've been chatting away uh, quite a while here and, I, and it, I don't know about you guys but now all i want is, is pizza so uh 
<laughs> we are going to need to start winding this down. But Vegeta, I want I want to hear from you. So it, it so you talked a little bit about the New York and you like being able to fold it in half and, and take it for a walk and all of that and 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 that's good. That's good. But if you were to to stop and make a pizza right now, what would it what would it be? Man, we are amongst some professionals here. They've got great tips, great you know tricks to to work on. I am a pizza in the oven person because I don't have room for any of these things, unfortunately. But um, you know, I know Robert mentioned putting herbs on it. I like to put it on the crust because some for sometimes I'll eat the pizza and I'll get to the crust and I'll stop eating. But if I put a little olive oil and I sprinkle herbs on top instead of putting it into the dough, then I kind of like it a little bit more. It's more maybe like, you know, eating a piece of bread almost. Um, that's one I like. I also love that he said to get a scale. I do have a kitchen scale. And the funny thing is my mother bought it for me and I never knew what to use it for. And so I started reading about pizza and they said you should actually weigh it, you know, 500 grams, maybe different than, you know, the cups, just like Robert said. And my other thing that I like is I do quick doughs only because I'm really bad with planning when I want pizza. So there is like a quick dough recipe, which I can share with you guys um, for this segment. Or I do cheat and I'll go to like Trader Joe's and buy one of their pre-made doughs and use one of those. They're actually pretty good. So I will vouch for that one. I haven't tried any other grocery store outlets um, for their doughs, but in the pinch, I will run to Trader Joe's, grab that, grab some of the toppings, and then put together a pizza really quick. But have, have any of you guys tried uh, gluten-free pizzas? I tried one on accident, and I didn't like it. <laughs> it was really thin, and I think it was rice flour, and I forgot the other ingredient. Maybe Rice flour. Yeah, okay. it was rice flour. And I was like, what yeah. is wrong with this pizza? It's really, really thin. It doesn't taste right. And then I looked at the box and I grabbed gluten-free on accident. I think corn. Maybe they use corn too. Rice flour and corn mix. Or you can do a cauliflower. As I say, we tried to cook a cauliflower one time in the hot oven, but um, the hot oven's too much for cauliflower. Yeah, I think so. Scorched it to a black nothing in, in seconds. That didn't work out so well. Now, but had a cauliflower or did you make your dough? Using cauliflower. No, we made it with a uh, with chopped cauliflower. <laughs> put cauliflower in a blender and whipped it up into a oh. flour, and there, it, it just, just doesn't have enough structure or something to hold up the heat. It just and it, and it just burned instantly. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was. There's just no temperature. No, I think it's the high temperature. I think you're right. It's probably the high yeah. temperature because there is a recipe for cauliflower pizza if you're get, like you're trying to get a low carb or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that was kind of it. But it was just um, I think you could probably do it in a 400 degree oven, but not in a 850, that's about where mine goes at. Hey, just a little secret, little secret, Vegeta, a Neapolitan style. You can have a whole 10 inch or 12 inch pie that's under 500 calories. Ooh. Yeah. Good for our yeah. Okay. Now, now, this is, I said, I said <laughs> Neapolitan. I did not say deep dish. I did not say Pizza Hut. I did not say Domino's. I said Neapolitan. It can that's be accomplished. Sliced. <laughs> 500 calories a slice for those. I'm yeah. pretty sure. You know, it's compromise. Yeah, compromise is, is definitely a good thing. And in, in this case, if you want the pie, but you don't want what goes along with it, there's your option. And, uh, and th thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. All right. Mark Decker, uh, swing it over to you. So uh, quick, either favorite recipe or favorite combination of yours? It's um, my favorite recipe, which is one of my father-in-law's, 
I didn't invent it, but um, I improved it. I think <laughs> um, it's a it's called a bacon jam pizza. Um, it's like a BLT with a sweet kick. Um, um, I, I do a three day ferment for, with my dough, and then I just add cheese. I uh, have cherry tomatoes, um, and I cook that in the oven uh, with some of the, the bacon jam on on it. And then when I take it out, I add arugula um, on top of it with a little bit of lemon juice, and it's uh, very, very tasty. So That sounds good. So uh, bacon jam uh, comes in a little jar and is actually bacon jam. Or do you make, make your own? Yeah. You can make, I make it. make my own. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Oh, so just bacon, cider, apple cider. Uh, some brown sugar, um, and a little cayenne for a kick. Oh, so. Wow. All right. Going to need that recipe uh, again after the show. Uh, that's going to need to go in the book. <laughs> wow. That sounds that sounds really, really, really good. That sounds, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And what do you do when you pair that? Do you go, uh, what, do you, what do you pair that with on the beverage side? Well, since I'm from the Midwest, any beer pairs uh-huh. pairs well with it. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a wine person to say, uh, but you know, it pairs good with anything. Uh huh. Uh huh. Good. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Mr. Fielder, how about you? Um, mine's almost in the same vein. Of course, my dough has a little bit of rye in it, um, but then I use, um, you know, the pizza sauce that at least from Neapolitan style is as a basic as you can possibly imagine. It is crushed San Marzano tomatoes. Yep. No spice, no oils, no sugars. That's it, just crushed tomatoes. Um, and then I, what I do is I cook that with a little uh, fresh mozzarella, like you're making a margarita. But then um, at the very end, we put a little prosciutto, and then with Mark Decker, arugula, with a little olive oil drizzle on the top and that every time somebody's been over to have one like that they they look at it first and say i don't know then they have a slice and they're like that's it that's the best pizza ever <laughs> now, is caramelized that... onions actually there's a little caramelized, caramelized onions that i cook in there too uh, oh, when I you mark i need that pizza yeah okay <laughs> come on over you're not that far so. So no, is, that the dog right. house? is that the doghouse pizza? Doghouse that's pizza. sort of the doghouse favorite, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's it. <laughs> Yum. Yum. All right. And so beer or wine? Um, well, Katie, yeah. it's wine. I know. I, that was a trick question. <laughs> yeah. from, from, Fielder, from Fielder Vineyards, usually. Of course. Of course. Yes. A lovely, a lovely spot oh, for Fielder yeah. Vineyards. Your, your, local, your local winery. I owned and operated by my local, my, The local winery. <laughs> <laughs> which is super cool and, and worthy of a sidebar here is that Mark does have uh, does have vines and and makes wine and uh, and, and it's fabulous thing, wine so. in my backyard yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I think I, I just think it's cool and I didn't I honestly I didn't know that about you until several wine club uh, sessions in so <laughs> and then I found out about your oven later it's like wait a second yeah I, I we're talking to you like yeah. once a week at this point there's sort of a theme there right <laughs> yeah, wine exactly. Pizza. exactly exactly yeah yeah uh, all right well uh, Rob you've kind of been you, you've been uh, peppering us here with uh with tidbits here but uh favorite uh, I guess what's what's your personal not the family favorite not the friends favorite since you always take care of people so, what's your personal favorite? so Fielder's right with the uh, San Marzino. I, I usually do Rouse pizza, uh, Rouse for the sauce. So you get that at Costco, a little two-pack. But I also do make do make my own. That one sits for a while. And I think we'll do big production. In fact, I got a number 10 tin can of 
in our uh, tomatoes now that will number 10 tin can <laughs> however that said that said my go-to um is the uh, barbecue chicken pizza because often i will use um traeger's got this line and kugel based citrus based um rub sauce and um, pellets that i'll run through um it's great for chicken i always make extra oops did i lose you um, so I'll, I'll make extra and then a day or two later, I will pull out the chicken leftovers and I will do a barbecue chicken pizza, standard dough. I will use, um, barbecue sauces base. I will throw on, um, the leftover chicken, um, got the, um, either smoked Gouda or cheddar cheese, red onion, cilantro, um, got what else, um, let that cook, put a little more sauce, sauce on top and, um, it's uh it's one of my personal faves not gonna lie it uh hits the spot yeah and uh what do you pair with that oh line of kugel beer (laughs) 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 well you know the other thing too is i mean i used to brew beer so you used to well whatever was on tap but uh i've kind of i've kind of there's so many breweries around i can i can hit 12 within a five mile radius of my house so i don't i don't brew beer anymore it takes too much time it's easier to go buy a growler from a local company you know than to than to, than to produce it so uh um well and good to support a local brewery and brewmaster as well exactly oh absolutely you, Robert, yeah. i had a belgian white this weekend for july 4th that my friend made and it was out of this world oh and we drank all of it it was all homebrew and it was the best belgian white i've ever had uh, I, I I believe it. I will take I will take homemade versus store bought any day. We should almost have a show, Vincita, just on your Fourth of July uh, food venture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was off the road that nobody was on except. Ah, yeah. uh, that's a beautiful thing. No traffic, very unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Vegeta, we'll we'll definitely have you. Uh, we we will actually have you talk all about that because uh, uh, what what uh, she did and what you enjoyed was uh, of a whole nother class. So, um, all right. So so while you're here, uh, absolute favorite recipe on a pizza. My absolute. I, I'm a simple person. I really do like either pepperoni and mushroom or like a sausage and mushroom. And then I did have this wonderful pizza with Mark at a local place here in Carson City. Um, and it's called The Union. And it was called The Bee Sting. And it had honey. And I believe it was serrano peppers. Um, a little bit of, oh my gosh, Mark may have to help me out with what was on my pizza. <laughs> uh, I think there's a pepperoni or something maybe on there. Yeah, and then there was um, salami or something on there. And it was just like a little bit of spice, a little bit of sweet. Oh, it was just amazing. I'd never tasted anything so good. I was in quarantine for so long that that's all I wanted was pizza. <laughs> I need the pizza. <laughs> and I asked Mark, I was like, did you want any pizza? Because that's all I want. I don't know how to eat, but I just want to eat slices. <laughs> I didn't want to reach across the table at that point. I was, you know, scared. It, 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 she, was, it, she was hungry. It could be a dangerous thing to approach Vegeta's plate if, if you have not gotten clearance ahead of time. I proceed with caution. Uh-huh. I, I could attest to that. I could, I could attest to that. I took her to a Waffle House after <laughs> uh, some late night, so I can attest to that. <laughs> yep, yep. And that's it. That's it. You know, the Waffle House. 
Maybe it stays in Waffle's house. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, any, I think anytime anybody gets goes to a Waffle House, there's a story. I just, you know, I think there just has to be. <laughs> it seems to go hand in hand. But, but uh, yeah, all right. Yeah. So yeah, very quick on my side, I, I, I kind of like simple stuff. And back to that question about pineapple and pizza. Um, no, no, no pineapple on pizza. No pineapple and ham. That's just that's sick and wrong in in my in my book. But uh, you know, kind of like with the rest of the rest of my uh, my taste. I do like to have the meat on there. I like a good sausage. You know, Mark. I think it was Mark or Rob. You mentioned the fennel. As long as I can taste the fennel in the sausages, I'm super happy. But I also like a little spinach or a little bit of a green um, spinach or basil. One of the other. You know, kind of depending on your combos there. And then I actually really like feta on top a nice fresh feta just like little chunks of it so you know it'll kind of it melts just a little bit and dissipates but it doesn't kind of like completely do that glob thing out um so kind of anytime it's got any of those and a caramelized onion you know i don't i don't like raw onions but caramelize those bad boys and i'm in so um that's kind of i, I like that that kind of combo no sun-dried tomatoes keep them away keep them away <laughs> not not on my plate not on no, my plate caramelized only I've had a caramelized onion pizza. That's all. That was the only thing on there, and that was very good. I thought it was. That's a lot of onion, though. It really is good. <laughs> well, it's got that. It's it's what Vegeta was talking about. It's it's sweet with a little yeah. bit of spice to it. You know. Mhm. Mhm. I suppose it probably depends on what kind of onion too. Like you know the dahlia. Nice. Oh, Mark is right. I did have onion. I think it was red onion on that pizza too. Mm-hmm. You're right. That was a little bit on there. All right. All right. So the bee sting from the union in uh, Carson City. All right. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> All right, you guys and gal. Well, I, you know, I hate to say it, but we have been chatting away and we've, we've rounded the corner, the corner past an hour now. So um, I'm starving and uh, Rob for you, it's especially, well, Robin and Mark Decker, you guys are a little ahead of us. It's well past your dinner time. So we'll let you guys drift off into the evening and, uh, and uh, have whatever fabulous meal having for dinner, whether or not it's pizza. I do not know, but Rob, I think in your case it is. <laughs> but thank you again for joining i'm gonna just let's make a quick lap around the room here um throw out your handles hashtags if you use them or how people can contact you and then uh, we'll do a quick close on the show and let you guys run uh, so vegeta kicks off if you would all right thank you everybody for being on the show it was wonderful i learned a ton from you all um if you want to follow me i'm at views underscore by underscore V on Twitter. And I always use the AV foodies hashtag. So you'll find me there. Excellent. Mr. Decker. Well, thanks for having me. I had a great time. Um, If anybody wants to reach out to me, I'm on Twitter at the Mark Decker one. And uh, again, thank you. It's been fun. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Mark Fielder. Um, I, uh, thank you guys for inviting me. It's been great fun. And, um, probably the easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn, Mark Fielder from Reno, Nevada. You'll find me there. Perfect. Fielder Mark. I think I have a Twitter handle, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> I, you, you might, you might. And I think actually you have an Instagram as, as well, but, uh, yeah. Excellent. I'm told I do. You <laughs> so I've been told. So I've been told. Yes, but uh, you seek out uh, Fielder Marketing as well, and you'll find Mark Fielder or FielderMarketing.com. Yeah. You know, just, I figured I'd go ahead and, and promote your company too. So. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Mr. Keeler, bring us home. You bet. So uh, easiest way to get a hold of me is uh, rkeeler at cedia.org. I'm here to help you guys find opportunities, and uh, or I can help you out. I will. You could also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. 
uh, Twitter and Instagram, but I can't remember exactly how that on post a lot, but I do, uh, I do observe, observe a lot. So, uh, <laughs> I tend to, uh, to lurk and watch, but, uh, I love, uh, I love the passion for our industry and, uh, both, uh, both like AV and consumer electronics as well as food. So, uh, um, Thanks for having me. Thanks. Yeah. This is fun. This yeah. is always this is always fun. I, <laughs> I enjoy it. It is. You know, it's they're fun. I, I just kind of call them, you know, the diversion conversations. And you know, I think we need mm-hmm. we desperately needed these during COVID. But now, you know, as as things are changing, I you know, I think it's still we we desperately need to take this time out of our day and still connect on a personal <laughs> level. But we don't necessarily need to be talking about AV all day long. No. I mean, it's, it's okay if we don't. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But. No, you know, and it's just, it kind of goes back to the community. And, you know, for those of you who have, if, for, if by any chance you haven't been part of the AV Tweets community or you're, not, you're new to AV, uh, you know, this is just a small indication of, of the warm welcome that uh, that you will receive if you just sort of push yourself out there a little bit in social spheres. It is definitely yep. the place to do it. You'll find a lot of us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and LinkedIn as well. But um, thank you, uh, audience, for tuning in to another episode of AV Trade Talk. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host. You can find me on Twitter at Katie McGregor, the only problem with that is unless you know how to spell it you're totally lost so it's k-a-t-y-e-m-c-g-r-e-g-o-r and the problem with that is i got married and i added bennett but that's too long so you'll have to find me uh, uh the different uh different platforms different ways but if you know my name katie mcgregor bennett you'll find me there you go that's it's complicated right and that's a lesson to learn for people as you get married you need to figure out your social handles first <sighs> There you go. PSA. Anyways, uh, this has been a show on Pizza, Pizza, Pizza. Uh, we talked about Forno, Bravo Ovens. We talked about Uni. We talked about recipes, uh, drinks to pair with, and uh, and tips and tricks. Hopefully, you guys wrote down some of those. But if not, there's that cool little rewind button. And you can always just download the show again because that's a good thing, too. Um, share with your friends. And towards the end of the year, definitely tune back in. We will get that cookbook going if you'd like to contribute, as I said, for any of you guys on tonight. Just uh, to write out that recipe uh, in a manner in which we can read or type it out. That's fine, too. Take photos and then make that thing and take a photo of it send uh, send that on over to us and we'll collate that and uh, put it together towards the end of the year so again for audience if you're interested in coming on a show if you've got a favorite food group item tip or trick that you'd like to share reach out shout out through the socials and uh, and let's have that conversation and get you on a show in the future thank you again for tuning in to ab trade talk we'll catch you again on another episode have a great one <laughs>